What's up guys, a very happy new year to you and welcome once again to Fit Food Radio. This is episode 162 and it's me, Matt Whitmore and Keris Marsden. Happy new year. Happy new year. There's a H on it. No, I don't need to put H. <laughs> People know, people know the score. Happy. Happy new year. Well, here we are, 2021. Sounds so futuristic, doesn't it? I keep nearly right. When I go to write the date at the moment, I keep writing 2019. Yeah, you're going back a year. Like, Don't blame me. Oh, it's changed again. Yeah, let's, let's redo 2020. <laughs> <laughs> because you write the date a lot less now, don't you, than you yeah. used to. Like, at school, you'd write it every day, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's funny enough, I've actually been quite good. Like, because normally I'm always like that. I'm like, oh, no, it's not 2020 anymore. It's 2021. But yeah. actually, thus far... And I do write the date quite a lot because obviously when we do our workouts... You write the date. I plan the workout. I'm old school, pen and paper, and I write the date down so I know what's what. You should just send that book off to a publisher and go, here is... So a lot, there's there's yeah, a lot of workouts nearly, in there. It's hundreds. I was going to say, well, since we started in lockdown... Yeah, every workout's gone in there. Every single workout you've written down. Well, so. I'm now on another notepad, so work that one out. can't remember how many of the pages it was, but it's a Laura Laura workout. I think you should just send that to a publisher and go, just put a nice board around this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and correct any uh, typos. Yeah. I mean, it'd be quite surprising if there's any typos in a workout plan, wouldn't there? Yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> Amstring curls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the H? Anyway, here we are. And, you know, we figured it makes sense. First podcast of 2021. Be quite nice to do a bit of a bit of a reflection on 2020 and a bit of a look ahead in terms of what what we would like to achieve, what our goals are, you know, what you could potentially do to, to help you on your journey you know, on your quest, whatever that may, might be this year. And I think we'll probably steer away from the usual new year, new me, <laughs> malarkey. You know, We're kind which, of doing that every day with everybody anyway, aren't we? Exactly. I mean, online. so just, we know that everybody's saying lockdown hasn't been kind to the waistline. Yeah. And then there was a kind of whole celebratory period in the summer where everyone just rushed out to eat out to help out. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then same thing. It's like it wasn't great for necessarily as in for your health um not everyone but so i think it's been one of those years of i don't know it's felt like a challenge constantly to be consistent because mm. life has been anything but well, you? well that's well, it, it isn't it, it? It's weirdly it's been so consistent on some level and then but our general freedom to go out and things like that and yeah. what there is to do with our life and travel and everything is has been uh, inconsistent hasn't it of course yeah and it's almost like people have had to develop a completely brand new routine and daily structure if you will like you know we we've said this before that having your your nine till five or, or whatever your hours are you know that decides a lot of the rest of your day doesn't it because if you work from this time to this time then you know workouts have got to be fitted in here meal prep there walk in whatever it might be you know socializing you know you name it whatever it is that that you do and i think like you you kind of throw that spanner in the works of oh you're just at home all the time now and your kids are going to be at home with you as well you know so you've got to factor that in and it's i think that's been the struggle for a lot of people of it's having to develop a brand new routine yeah in a way um probably against your wishes as well you know so a lot of the changes that took place Oh yeah, you're at home. You're at work. You know, your your kids are home. No, they're back at school. 
Oh yeah. no, someone's falling ill at school. Your kids are home again. Yeah. It's, it's it's completely out of your control. Yeah. So I think that's been the hardest part. And as much as you can try and get that nice working area, desk area, what's been interesting, just speaking to friends and, and kind of seeing posts online, is some people are saying, well, one person's got the spare room, so I'm in the kitchen, <laughs> which is like a nightmare when you're working from home, isn't it? Because... Well, there's just always something to do in the kitchen. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> eat something, drink something. We we are clean quite, it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're quite lucky in that respect because we have a, a separate dining room, don't we? So it's like you know, if we're at the dining room table, it doesn't interfere with the kitchen. No. you know, and it's not doesn't become a bit of a get out of my way. <laughs> yeah, and we haven't got you know several kids trying to do schoolwork and no. you know zooms, different zooms, kind of. Um, playing in different rooms so we we've been really lucky what do you think was like a, a highlight for you then last year a highlight for me yeah well there was numerous highlights really and it's i always What's think a positive takeaway from a year of uh a bizarre year yeah a bizarre year Can't well, say lockdown because we weren't locked down for the whole of it but no we weren't and and i think you know it's i always feel you know in a way uh, well this is a tough one right because i want to say this because I think what I have noticed with, you know, 2020 lockdown and, and whatnot is, and this is, this goes on all the time. And I've done posts about this in the past about kind of one-upmanship, you know what I mean? And it's almost like people are always trying to, you know, one-up on each other. And it was going on during lockdown as well. Almost like, oh, you think you've got it hard. You know, well, <laughs> how, how about me? You know, yeah. this is this is what's really hard. And then someone else says, oh, well, actually, no, actually, I can go one better. Yeah. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Why are we trying to outdo each other with how shite it is? Yeah, yeah. You see what I mean? And, <laughs> and I think the reality is, regardless of your situation, it was hard for everybody just in a different shape and form. You know what I mean? And, and I think, like, we were all having a hard time we all had our daily struggles and they just varied from person to person and yeah by all means i know that some people certainly did have it a lot harder than others but i, I just think i'm like it's not a competition do you see what i mean and, and and this goes on all the time and i just think it just needs to stop and and what you i mean by walk it you've got to walk in that person's shoes to truly know as well i think that's really an important point to make there because you know somebody may look like they've got it on a plate, but may mm. have a lot of kind of internal bat battles going on. You never know. It never ceases to amaze me. Like sometimes I'll reconnect with friends and I've seen their posts on Facebook and they've been like, oh, you know, I'm doing this, I'm homeschooling or whatever. But then I have a chat with them properly, you know, like FaceTime. And they they will tell me some stuff and I'm like, I had no idea this was going on for you. Yeah. You know, a parent diagnosed with cancer, loss of a you know, kind of friend through illness and mm. things like that. Nothing, yeah. nothing to do with the, the kind of COVID situation, but dealing with life just generally. But to, to, to everyone else, kind of, and this is what you've got to think about with social media is, you know, some people will talk about those things and some people will just not see it as yeah. the right space. But it's been quite interesting, actually, because I've got you listening to Louis Theroux with me over Christmas. Yeah. I really like his podcast because it's just really long conversations. But I've always liked him anyway. I used to watch his, I've, I've You've always watched watched his TV shows. So, so I've never watched his TV shows. They've just kind of passed me by. And then a friend recommended one of his podcasts. And what I like is it's just a really long conversation. But he interviews a lot of um, various different kind of celebrities and you know kind of actors footballers through lockdown and what was fascinating was i'm definitely guilty of judging people in that position and thinking was well, all right for you because right for you. yeah what my impression of for a lot of them was 
don't get me wrong, they have worked their backsides off to be where they are, but now they've, they're in a, a good position financially. They're able to look after themselves, their family and, and, and friends if they needed to because of that, that situation and probably wanted a few months off work, you know, because mm. it's relentless touring and promoting and doing those things. But actually, when you listen to their point of view, it's not necessarily the case. And that's been really interesting for me to think, gosh, even I'm guilty of that kind of judging yeah. you know yeah, quite yeah. quickly and, and and i've stopped it now because you just you just have no idea you really don't and i wouldn't like to think of people doing it to me so i feel you know i shouldn't do it to other people i don't do it a lot but there are just certain people where i've been like well you know you know for example i've looked at the debate with the premier league footballers and thought the amount of money you earn you, know, you <laughs> should help out the ones that haven't got <laughs> you, you should know. give us some money <laughs> yeah, yeah. you got loads of it give me some money <laughs> <laughs> No, but, <laughs> but you know listening to their their some of them are doing a lot, a lot already and they're yeah. like you know give, give us a break and also hear us out and I don't know it's just really interesting I think no and that's it I mean we've always said this everyone's got a story everything everyone's got something going on and I think whilst the, all the lockdowns were going on and you know it was a real shock to the system for for a lot of people there was you know the, the the other aspects of life people were still dealing with as well. It was not wasn't like everything else just went on hold. Yeah, and it was only lockdown, homeschoolings, and people getting COVID that that was the problem. Like it was all the other stuff that was there prior to, and we'll be here afterwards. You know, we're still dealing with that. Do you see what I mean? Like people are still losing loved ones and friends and family to other diseases, to suicide. You know, to to, to God knows what. And I think it's really, really important that in any situation, we don't just assume that someone else has got it got it all sorted out, everything's fine, equally, we shouldn't be trying to, you know, oh, it's all right for you, you know, like, because here's my situation. I think it just needs to stop. And it's same, you know, like, forget COVID for a moment. It's the same with people and exercise and nutrition. And, and I see it all the time on people's comments on other people's posts and it's like oh that's all well and good talking about training three four times a week but try doing that when you've got two kids and it's like well i i'm not saying it's 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 easy but i know people with kids that are very very fit and still train and eat well equally i know people that don't have kids at all but still don't train or eat well (laughs) so it's it's almost like people want to throw this out there with it's all right for you you know try doing that if you're in my position but the reality is there are people in your position that are doing it or do you see what I mean? And I think this is also another good point. I think it's, a, co- I think it's a coping mechanism. It's like people say it to to almost like make them, you know, you're only doing that because you're in that position. But if you were in my position, you wouldn't be able to do that. So, yeah, I mean, one of the most fascinating interviews I've listened to, not to like just send everyone off onto another podcast, but is Louis Theroux interviewing Ruby Wax because they were often pitched against each other. And so she began to kind of resent him and very publicly in interviews would always say, oh, don't mention his name and that kind of thing. So they did very similar styles of interviews. And she, when he interviews her, she says, he says, let's get this this elephant in the room. Let's get it out of the way. You've not liked me in the past. So it's mad that they're on a podcast together. It's a really, really brave thing to do, but very cool in, in some ways to listen to it. And she says, it wasn't about you. It was about me. And I was just basically putting all of my negativity, my internal demons on you. Mm. And then she tells the story and you're like, gosh, 
and that's such a that's so, so much emotional competency to identify that now yeah, yeah. and then say sorry and admit it I don't actually think she says sorry but she just says please just understand yeah. it wasn't about you it was about me yeah. and I think that's what we're seeing with a lot of posts and I've heard and other people have mentioned that when you when you get trolled you literally have to say that's about that person right now yeah, yeah. that's not about me but it's very hard if, you, if someone says those because sometimes there's an element to which you were thinking or maybe just suspecting that that might be the response to it. Yeah. And it, it's so much, it's so hard now, I think, as a business on, on social media because you're forever thinking, almost trying to anticipate different responses and thinking, well, I don't want to offend someone in that position. I don't yeah. want to make that person feel bad. I don't want to look too narcissistic. Like, it's just, it is an absolute mind building. It's, it's it? funny because like, you almost like, we, we were saying about this before, like when you write a post about something, be it exercise, nutrition, whatever, it's almost like you feel an obligation to put all these disclaimers in there. Like, oh, well, I totally understand that, you know, this might not be easy for everyone because if your circumstances X, Y, or Z, it's almost like, you know, you're almost trying to like cover all those bases be before people start commenting it. Yeah, and you're like, and no. No like, one's got the attention span to no. read through that. So the, your point is lost. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like, no, no, you, you can't be doing that. It's like, just get your point across. And But just going back to your point about whether you've got children, whether you've not got children, whether you're, you know, nailing it with nutrition and exercise, these are the types of comparisons that people make. And I think it's also easy to, in your mind, justify it when it's, when you're quite a selfless person. So my main comparison, because we don't have kids, it would be work. So I will let work just take over. And yeah. I will say to you, I haven't got time to do a workout, you know, and if you were training, I'd almost get like, have a dig at you. I'd be like, well, it's all right for you, but yeah. I've got to write this meal plan, you know? <laughs> so like, I would actually like put my resentment onto you as well, make you feel guilty about training, you know? And, and I think that a lot of that goes on in the households at the moment because of the fact S that- Sneak off to the toilet and do some push-ups. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not training. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you sweating? You've been in the door too. Yeah, I had a job going. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to say, that wouldn't be that unusual for you to It was a big one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, my kind of comparison would be from a, you know, would be work and I would continue to work. However, when I fell ill last year and I was a bit like, right, I can't do this anymore. I made time for the things that I should have been making time for anyway. Mm. I did scale back. I did say no to things that I should have been saying no to anyway. I did work less and I did adjust my finances to, you know, allow me to work less. So essentially spend less as well. Yeah, yeah. And and I made those key changes. And what was really interesting about that situation is even now I learned so much about it that I learned I can take these 10 minute kind of, you know, like um, breaks in my day just to go and breathe. Like mm. just to go and lie down, lie, lie down upstairs, away from everything and breathe. Equally, there was just a few, I went back to London teaching just before Christmas. And again, I have to get a very early train to get in. And I started having trained with you and realizing what I can achieve in, you know, like a 40 minute session. I was like, well, do you know what? Like I could do one of those circuits in 20 minutes and started doing 15, 20 minute workouts, which yeah. I know this is not rocket science. People know this, but I just would find an excuse not to do that previously. Whereas yeah. having gone through that process of, of lockdown and, and not being very well and having more time to reflect, I was like, well, what's really important here? And it is that I can do some of these things that kind of support my health rather than mm. just constantly wrecking my health. Yeah. And I think it's the same if you, when you have children or you're just struggling with that element of motivation, if you don't have children, there's got to be something that kind of falls into place eventually. When I work with a lot of, you know, parents, for example, I often say the thing is, 
you do want to be healthy for them you know you know good yeah. if you, you we say this all the time you can't pour from an empty cup and you know they're also watching you all the time so yeah. if you say right i'd like you to do this because i'm going to take 10 minutes now to do this this quick workout it's such a, a great example to them of yeah yeah but, but the hardest part of that is 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 putting yourself first which is what a of lot of people have not done in lockdown because of bosses because of kids because of you know uh, it might even be like you're looking after family because of care bubbles it's been really hard yeah. to say no hasn't it harder i would say yeah for sure for sure and you know it's i think it's just a that classic case of identifying what your situation is at that time and just doing your very best to focus on what you can do in that situation even if it's not an ideal one to make it work just a little bit better for you and i think for that it is it it is a mindset shift because you mentioned exercise and getting the job done in 10 15 minutes most people can't fathom like a 10 or 15 minute workout you know what i mean they're like, like it's not enough or- yeah that, well, that can't possibly be enough so they do nothing instead it's like there's no middle ground there's no flexibility it's either i'm doing a full-on 45 60 minute sesh or i'm doing nothing at all and 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 that's like probably been like our biggest challenge with a lot of people on the exercise front is going no like trust me so much can be achieved in 15 minutes if you have a plan you put your mind to it and you just get the job done and we recently like one of our members who uh, not that long ago had a baby and was really struggling because you know you know giving birth to another human being is no is no small feat right and of course then you've got Tell the, us dis- about that, Matt. the dis i mean so i've heard like you know <laughs> um you know and then there's the disruption to sleep and like your kind of routine's just a bit out of whack and you feel a bit out of sorts and these are you know this was someone who was very very fit and active prior to and almost couldn't understand why they were struggling to get back into it. And it's like, well, first of all, don't put too much pressure on yourself. But second of all, like, let's focus on what you can do in the, you know, considering the fact you're, you're quite knackered, just sleeps down the toilet. And and we gave them these, these kind of like five and 10 minute movement snacks across the day. And it was a game changer. Like once they got their head around it, they're like, oh my God. And then they'd tie up how many reps they did across the day. And all of a sudden they started to enjoy it. They enjoyed the challenge. It was doable because it was only five, 10 minutes here and there whilst the baby napped or whatever. And, you know, it's that classic case of adapt and overcome, which is a big thing that I want to get everyone to do going forward in 2020, 2021. Well, no, you haven't really told us then what was your highlight? I, I completely ignored your question. But it's very, just it, went it, off on a tangent. Was, it was a good tangent. Um, well, let's focus on a big big positive all round for me was despite what i mentioned earlier about this comparison thing this or it's all right for you attitude and the one-upmanship i think as a whole i was very very proud of the world if you will being very broad here because i i think a lot of people did really really come together and show some real strength and strength of character in a really shitty time and and i think like that that, my favorite quote bob marley you know you don't know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have and i think 2020 was a a classic example of that i think you know a massive spanner was thrown into the works for a lot of people and people showed what they were made of 
you know they showed some, showed some real grit and they they you know they dug deep and they they stepped up for for their friends their family and their community and and I feel really really quite proud of that and we did too you know and and those around us did it for us as well and and I think it was just really really nice to see most people just just coming together and and wanting to help each other out like we were volunteering like we said um previously it was amazing because we we were like this is great we love volunteering it feels so good to know that we're doing our bit for the community so we wanted to do more so we started reaching out to like other people and other um like charities to do more and they were they were inundated they they were like we we, we don't need any and then we really we've got, we've got too we? many and we were <laughs> like gosh we can't even that many people want to volunteer that we can't even... Well, a lot of people are furloughed, aren't they? So they said that's... Yeah. And then also the restrictions. But how amazing so, is that? Oh, it's lovely, it's lovely. You know what I mean? People have thought about, oh, what can I do? Yeah. I just had highlight, actually, a really nice outcome has been one of the... We were local, we volunteered for our kind of village parish to help the, the shielding. And they've come up with an idea kind of post-lockdown to set up what's called the community larder, where they're getting people to drive to the supermarkets and get all the out-of-date food and things that haven't been used by food banks. Yeah. And then bring it all to the church hall. And then the village can come in and just basically help themselves. And it's just all manned by volunteers. It's such a great idea to stop food waste, um, but also just make sure that, you know, it's... All the all, everyone in the village is able to go and yeah. get something. I think you give a donation if you can afford like a pound or something like that. But if you can't afford it, you don't give anything. Yeah. I love so it. I love it's it. Such a nice idea that's come out of it, and they're using the same team of volunteers that we were, were there in lockdown as well. Yeah. So yeah, that was a big one for me. I think you saw the community aspect, although it disintegrated in some ways because we were all inside. It moved online, and I, I think people genuinely generally generally uh got friendlier like out and about because you wanted to have a little interaction with someone yeah, so people yeah. smiled more said hello more i've noticed that a lot over christmas yeah i said to you because i'm terrible i'll sometimes have a podcast on and people can't see my headphones because of my hair yeah and so once i remember that just seeing this man kind of say something and then i took my headphones out and then he shouted it really loud he went happy new year i was yeah. like oh it looks like you've just, just ignored it yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah Sorry. well i must admit it's quite funny because i've got these little uh in-ear wireless jobbies not the not the apple ones i did drop quite a few hints i wanted some for christmas but yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> maybe next year um i didn't get a good big enough year. bonus this year. <laughs> i wasn't paid enough <laughs> oh well <laughs> so that backfired on you yeah. <laughs> but they're really quite cool because they work obviously on the hands free but even when with a hat on so obviously when I've got a hat on, can't see, can't on. see anything at all. When I'm like talking, people must think I'm absolutely balmy. <laughs> yeah. Just having this full on conversation. Because normally you'll see a wire or something and you can tell. But I'm just like, chat, 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 chat. But um, anyway. I think everyone's getting used to that now. Yeah, though. I think they are, aren't they? I think the worst bit is when someone's talking and you you turn around and go, sorry. And they're, they're like, like on no the one's bone. I've done that a few times. <laughs> um, there's a guy who I follow on there. Uh, Instagram actually I think he's called Funny Marco and he does that all the time like he has like a, he's like got a hands free and on one side and he stands so that people can see his other side and he'll start asking a question and then people are like oh well, like they start to answer the question that he tells you that I'm sorry I'm on the phone <laughs> <laughs> that was a big positive for me just kind of seeing people people coming together in a yeah in a, diff- um. in a very difficult time but also 
a massive one for me, and I won't talk about it too much because we have spoken about it before, is launching the Strong Humans Club. Yeah. Because when I did launch the Strong Humans Club, it literally launched at the very start of the initial lockdown. And I remember thinking, okay, this timing's not great at all. We're launching a, a new business but then actually talking about adapt and overcome it was like well what is the one of the core values of the strong humans club and it's not how much you can deadlift or squat you know it's how do you adapt on a daily basis how do you conjure up the strength on a daily basis to to deal with whatever life is throwing at you and i was like wow well in a way it was we've got a pandemic right now you know what we need a club what more do we need the strength for to to kind of deal with this this lockdown and the homeschooling and all the things that we mentioned earlier and you know i'm very very pleased and very very proud uh to say that you know the strong humans club has been amazing you know like the the kind of six seven months that or so that it's been going it couldn't got couldn't got off to to a better start so i'm incredibly that's a massive highlight of 2020 for me. It's a strong humans club. But I think also people don't realise when you do something like, like that, because it has been a, a kind of passion of yours for some time, there was also a lot of fear in going ahead with it. Oh, and God, yeah. it took a lot for you to kind of do that final jump. And for obviously sure. kind of you wanted me to be on board with it because there's risks involved and, and a lot of stress and you don't want to kind of inflict that on me without me, you know, kind of saying, yeah, come yeah. on, let's do this together. Cause otherwise I'll just go, well, this is all your fault. Yeah. You do realize. Yeah. <laughs> but in the end it's been, and you know, it's been amazing to watch you kind of go through that process, but then equally, I, you know, <laughs> I'm really proud of you because it has been, and, and with the kind of situation changing and then you've done three rounds of launching it. So what you do now is you open your shop and then you sell yeah. and then you close it and you Exclusive get everything. Exclusive, limited edition. Yeah, you get everything. I'm going to start uh, stitching in the label like one of yeah. 50. Yeah, no one else has it. <laughs> Be worth something in years to come. The, uh, what's it called? I was going to say it's vintage. That's vintage, yeah. Vintage. Um, or second-hand, as my mum calls it. Yeah. <laughs> Just second-hand with a high price tag. <laughs> um, but I think you know, I'm, I'm really proud of you because I, I know just how much... And with each launch that you've done, you've been even more intimidated by the process, but you've still gone ahead with it. Yeah. More intimidated because you kind of know the logistics and the possible risks and things that can go wrong and things like that, mm. and you've still gone ahead. And, you know, especially coming up to quarter to Christmas with all the problems with you know, kind of shipping and things like that all yeah. over the world. Everyone's like, will we get things on time? And, and you went ahead and did it. And I think, you know, you, you need to give yourself a massive high five for that. But people don't realise as well what's going on, for you, you know, behind the scenes. People mm. are like, oh, you've launched a business and it's going really well and that's just great for you. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, there might be yeah. that element of people yeah, seeing yeah, all that happen. Sure. Whereas, you know, I, I've watched you really struggle and it's been interesting because the brand values, you've, we mentioned this before, you're so passionate about them that there's just been the odd occasion where I've said could you just wrap this in a normal envelope or anything? Just make sure it gets there on time because you ran out of envelopes at one point. And um, you're like, no, absolutely no way. I cannot. I need the recycled envelopes. And, you know, so yeah. it's just, it's been, I'm full of admiration for you for kind of sticking to your guns and, and staying with the, you know, the, the principles that you, you, you stuck, you, you've set out to, to have with this brand. But I just think one of your, and I've said this to you, one of your downfalls, this is what a lot of people don't do, what? is is across the year... I have had to step in and go, Matt, remember, 
at the start of the year, this was basically I brought you for Christmas a W H Smith folder and yeah. I put a strong <laughs> humans logo on it oh. and I put a notepad in it and I was like, this is your that's my best present ever folder to put sketch some ideas and like this is where it's like a mini office because you were travelling around to London. I was like, when you've got a minute, you can get this folder out and you can just kind of put on paper some ideas and things. And okay. then by the end of the year, it's a fully functioning website with three launches behind you very successful but you've kept forgetting to to acknowledge that all the way through and, I think and this, and this is, is going to be in my everyone. it's going to be in my book <laughs> you know when i'm i'm gonna be on the front cover with a cigar in my mouth Matt's but, millions yeah. <laughs> it all started with this blue folder from wh smiths <laughs> but i think like everyone but you also became guilty of anticipating again almost going it will not be as good the next time this will go wrong i will not be able to do it and almost going you know i can't keep the success up and i think that comes from the pair of us running a business that's just been like a roller coaster for years now and we've come to protect ourselves a little bit by saying being being realistic Mm. but at at the i would say also slightly pessimistic and I think this is yeah. how everybody is becoming at the moment so it's even yeah. even now we're in the, we've just started January and people have joined us to do a, a plan online kickstart a plan and many people are going I'm all right now but I'll fall off the wagon mm. and it's if you say that to yourself enough times yeah. why would you do anything different you know and I think that's really important that you stop yeah. thinking that you know everything and I think you know where everyone's guilty of putting too much pressure on themselves you know, whether it is launching a new business, whether it is starting a transformation plan or whatever it may be, you know, I think you put this pressure on yourself to achieve a certain result. Standard, yeah, and, yeah. and I think like that was what was apparent with me. And, you know, there are a lot of lessons here in, you know, the launches of the Strong Humans Club that could be carried over to, to other things like that we've just mentioned. You know, launch one was... It was really fun. It was exciting. And yeah, there was an element of fear. But once I decided to go for it, I've really, really enjoyed it. And and I was absolutely buzzing. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe it. And then I was going to say, I wonder if you can compare it to childbirth, but maybe not now that you've said that. <laughs> what? As in something that you know is going to be amazing once you've done it, but you're so oh, right. scared of the process. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Imagine anyone with kids listening and going, uh, no. <laughs> Let me tell you something. What's weird <laughs> is that you also chose to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was your decision. Yeah. Most of the time, not always with childbirth. Yeah. It can be an accident. But <laughs> you decided to do this. True, true. There, there is that. You know, it was, um, got got to take responsibility for, for my <laughs> actions. But because I suppose launch one, there was no, there was nothing to compare to. It was like this new thing and it was all very exciting, you know what I mean? But then launch two, there was something to compare to. And all of a sudden I felt I felt much more pressure on the second launch. And all of a sudden I was like, I feel more stressed, I feel more anxious because only naturally I want the second launch to be more successful than the first. And it did, it put this pressure on me that I suppose you could, could argue is part of being a, an entrepreneur, if you will. And... I'm, I'm sure this is what the likes of Jeff Bezos and and all these businessmen around the world deal with all the time. Because maybe not Jeff, but some maybe others. not Jeff. He's he's, caught, he's sorted. <laughs> he's I think sorted, yeah. for, for for many lifetimes. <laughs> but he's just out there swimming. But in, then equally, you know, like you know, a lot of these bigger big companies, you know, they have this pressure to keep their shareholders happy, and they you know yeah, this yeah, growth. Yeah. This yeah, kind of see, there we are judging. We don't know. 
No, but that's what I mean. But, you know, just because someone's successful, someone, yeah. just because someone's got a lot of money, doesn't mean that they're happy as Larry. There's no pressure. Yeah. You know, everything's cool. You know, because there is that pressure to continue to grow, to continue to bring more money in, to continue to employ more people and not have to let people go. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's, there's, there was these pressures. And, you know, not, not to to divert too much, but it was the same with when I was, when I entered the London Marathon. I put this pressure on myself because I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it properly. I want to get a really good time. I'm not here to mess about. I'm not just doing it to take part like a lot of people do. That's because I'm naturally competitive. I always have been. I don't think that's a bad thing. But as it was getting closer to it and I got injured, didn't I, you know, with my knee and all of a sudden it was getting me down because I was like, oh, my knee's bad. I can't train properly. I'm not going to get this time that I said I was going to get. I've been putting it out on social media, the time I was going for, oh, I'm going to be a failure, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, you know, all this negative self-talk. And then I had a word with myself and I was like, Matt, you've got a bad knee. You don't want to bugger yourself. Just enjoy the day for what it is. And it was the best thing I did because I started the race. I didn't care what time I got. I didn't. All I said to myself was I didn't want to stop. I didn't care how slow I ran, jogged, whatever. I just wanted to enjoy the atmosphere and I did. I loved it. It was absolutely amazing. But it was because I took that pressure off myself to just enjoy it for what it was type thing. And the same goes for the third launch of the Strong Humans Club. I was there like, you really did take the... Because I would say the second time you were almost borderline... I'd say kind of mix of stress and depression for a few days where you were just so low because you're like, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to, you just know, like you, this you, pressure on myself, yeah. but also I think you're trying to be, like I said, realistic, but at the point of really affecting your kind of motivation to, to, to then apply yourself to it as well. And this is what I think we see when it comes to kind of changes with nutrition and, you know, exercise, lifestyle changes, looking after your sleep and stress you're in it for the long haul and this is just yeah. like running a business this is the long haul yeah it doesn't matter if one launch isn't as good as the second it means that you step back you reflect and go well why wasn't it let's find out some reasons it's not because i'm a failure yeah but that was the head that you had on you were kind of like if this doesn't go as well as the first then i've i'm a failure yeah. i'm not meant to do this because this is how everything happens for me you know you'd kind of gone into that dialogue which is what the, that's the dialogue i think everyone has got with health you know a lot yeah. of people are kind of like well They've got this kind of, many have this um, this one moment in their life, about 45 seconds, <laughs> according to, we were watching Ramesh Raghunathan and he said, what was it, women are happy with themselves for this it really a, short. Yeah, 45 second period in their life. <laughs> they're actually happy with themselves. And that is it. And we laughed because we were like, oh, that's so true. Um, but I think that you, you develop this, you were this size where you were happy with yourself. And if you actually think about it, go back to that size and you weren't that happy. You were still trying to get more, to yeah, achieve yeah. more. Or when you could deadlift this much or when you could do that many pull-ups or when you did that half marathon at that pace, when you looked like that, when you were that toned. It's like this standard that everyone creates for themselves that yeah, may be yeah. completely unrealistic, first of all, to sustain. And secondly, just may not be what your body needs right now mm. and may never want to be there again. You know, we've all been to extremes i think with it with with health and nutrition that we probably just need to let go of rather than chase yeah and understand that our body you know over time is also going to age it's going to want different things and we want, want to be thinking about nourishing it but again sustainability you know that's the, the, the theme of your or the the kind of major value behind your your clothing brand is sustainability mm. everything's recycled everything is <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to use that 
to justify buying a Tesla yeah, yeah. as a business expense. <laughs> I don't think I'm bored with that. Just, just there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we went to Amsterdam, didn't we? We sat in one. That's as close as we've been. We've yeah. actually got, we should, got inside should, it. Should have got photos and then pretended it was ours and yeah. put it on social media. But it was, a, it was, it was one. <laughs> Pretend we've made it. That's what most people do, isn't it? I don't know if it was a special one, but it, it had like... It looked like Back to the Future because all the, the doors went up, didn't they? Yeah, and, oh, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Which is cool and all, but then you think practically, and like, well, you're insane to his car park. Yeah. And you've, you know, you've got a car either side of you. <laughs> How do you get out? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, this, 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 this doesn't work on a practical no. level, as cool as it looks. You've always got me thinking about the food shop. That's yeah. the most important <laughs> thing. But just to kind of go back to you know, with a business, it's, it's about sustainability and it's about knowing if it doesn't go to plan, you'll find ways to to improve on that situation. And it is exactly the same thing with what people should be looking at now rather than saying, well, I try this and it all goes wrong and then I go the other way. And I like how you've done that, Keris. I like oh, how you've linked the two. Link the two. But also, by the third launch, as you said, you were much more realistic, chilled, and I would say you enjoyed the process way more. And I just think if people did the same, I'm definitely, in some ways, I'm there with it in terms of so much less pressure on myself with training and nutrition now. Like, I, li- <laughs> what? I was just laughing because I thought, like, I can't make a habit of it, can I? As like, a, what's your business plan? Well, <laughs> yeah. I want to half the amount of sales I did last time <laughs> just to take the pressure off myself and yeah. make it a more enjoyable experience. Yeah. <laughs> I'll change it that, when I get to zero. <laughs> I don't think that'll work when I go to, to the bank for a business loan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you um, going to grow this company? Well, actually, I'm not. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to shrink it. <laughs> I'm going to shrink it year on year. Because yeah. I can't deal with the stress, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> It's not a bad model. <laughs> it's, what do you mean it's not a bad model? Keris. <laughs> but then, no, but I was going to say just just to aim to, you know, you're right, you're right. It would, yeah. go, it would go wrong at some point. But, oh dear. But I do think if everybody else was, you know, rather than, you know, over lockdown, we took the pressure off ourselves massively and started to say, do you know what? We, we show up to the workout, which is, which is good. Yeah. And we, some days know that we've got it in us to push ourselves and go for that extra rep, go for the heavier bell. And some days we just know we haven't. And yeah. through those some of those workouts, I'm like, yeah, but I'm here. And that's some, some it. days we're arguing over the lighter bell. Yeah, some days we're fighting. <laughs> or, or what's annoyed on some days, I'm like, I'm going to take it easy today. And then Keris is like, but I want that kettlebell, the, like the one that I'm going to use. And I'm, and, and I'm like, oh, I've already gone lighter. I can't go lighter again. <laughs> so I'm like, I have to go heavier. And that's, but that's an ego thing, isn't it? You know what I mean? And I'm like, damn it. But to, to, we did work out. What was it? New Year's Day, day after New Year's Day. Yeah. An EMOM that you'd devised that was horrific. Yeah, grim. And it was kind of like back-to-back burpees, push-up swings, all sorts of horrible stuff. But I remember thinking, this is so hard. Why is this so hard? But I didn't want to go to my knees on push-ups because I was like, I haven't really done that much strength training over Christmas. Like, yeah. Come on, Keris. And then you went, I'm going to my knees. That was it. I was on my yeah, knees. On <laughs> yeah. You were doing downward dogs and all sorts. So I was like, just like whatever it takes yeah, yeah. to not, you know, face palm <laughs> on the floor during these push-ups. But you know what? Like, it's... Uh, but does, that is that balance though that we're just talking about yeah. of knowing when to like I suppose the, the other thing that's come up as we've been chatting with people online in our groups is people have said I'm naturally lazy and I really struggle with the motivation side I've heard that phrase quite yeah. a lot but I think in different ways we're all naturally lazy at certain yeah, things yeah, and then course. it's certain things and again it's just it's just having that awareness of where do you need the accountability then for some people 
I've, I've often said this and it could be anybody friends family clients i'm like you you need a trainer like or you need to pay for boot camps because you're just never going to do it like, mm-hmm. how many how many christmases you know do we need to go through this process of you know weight gain not exercising then back to january st- start again everyone does that don't get me wrong yeah. but it, there's kind of i'd say it's like a sliding scale so like me and you ease back over over christmas we train yeah. less we eat, eat more. more freely yeah we eat more and we eat more freely for sure but not to the point of it one carrying on for months or even weeks really it's usually been a kind of like a week period 10 I, say, days like, I mean I, I genuinely get bored of it I'm, I'm a bit like I'm I actually start looking forward to eating better you see what I mean like you kind of had that period like this is amazing I'd put an ish on the end of that would you know? Yeah, because I suggested that we put away some of the Christmas sweets a couple of days ago and then you basically negotiated a few of them staying out again. Yeah, no. And I thought because... you'd be over it. I was like, you've had that much now. Well, I suppose, yeah, that was the ish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what I would say is there isn't like this extreme again of kind of like gaining a huge amount of weight and then mm. having to spend a lot of time getting that off. And this is everyone's individual journey. There's lots of reasons why this might happen. But again, I think if we were just a little bit easier or, or, or kind of had that awareness and just going back to the laziness thing. So, so there's elements of my life that I'm so lazy with. One, I would definitely say for me, okay, I can train and I can eat well. I don't really struggle with motivation on that. Administration, backing up my laptop. There's just certain things. I'm, just, I'm so frigging lazy with it. And I go to the IT shop and he's like, Harris, yeah. how many times have my laptop just died? And he just almost sobs our IT guy. Cause he's like, I can't believe you're not doing yeah. backups. And I don't know why I'm so lazy with it. I'm, but I'm lazy. <laughs> and I can't be bothered to file stuff. If you saw my desktop on my laptop, it's horrific. And, you know, I'm just lazy with it. I've, but I've identified that and I will get around to, I've actually asked the IT guy, I'm like, if I paid you, could you back up my laptop remotely somehow? Come on. Like, I would pay him to do that. And he's like, no, you need to learn to do it yourself. It's so easy. That's the, the funniest thing. I know. But I don't know why I'm... But this is what I'm saying about there are just certain things that we are all lazy with. Yeah, we all what have it lazy with? We all have it in us for sure. I don't know. Many things. You can have really lazy days where like you just don't even want to move. Well, I, I mean, I have some days where I don't even leave the house. But you Literally, wouldn't even like, want to walk step the dog count, or my anything. Step count, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. And, and I'll like... Don't get me wrong. Like I won't like... If you're like, oh, you know, you're coming out for the dog walk, I'm like, nah. It's not like I sit here and watch Netflix whilst you go for a dog walk. Like, I'll do work or something like that. But, I mean, I've, I've had days where I haven't even hit 600 steps because I haven't left the house. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, you, there is a part of me that's like, I just, I just don't want to do anything today. But I will work. I will be doing stuff. I'll find something to do. So it's almost like, on, on one level, it is, it's, it's lazy on a physical level, but it's not necessarily lazy overall because no, it's like no. I'll sit here with you know on my laptop and and clear emails or I'll be writing a training plan or whatever it might be yeah, like yeah. I'm doing something but but yeah absolutely and I think you know like this is a big part of why I think people need to change their approach to nutrition to to training because a, a lot of new year new you goals often come back to you know, this element of restriction, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I can't eat any of the foods I enjoy because they're bad for me or they make me fat. You know, I've got to cut out booze. I've got to train like an absolute lunatic in order to get results. And and those things are easier to do when your motivation's high, but 
that is soon dwindles. And also, that- if you know that you're naturally, like we've just said, not inclined to do those things, I don't want to keep using the word lazy because it might just be that you don't feel very motivated to do those things. Mm. Then don't start with the extremes. Exactly, it's just never going to end well. Whereas if you started with a bit more kind of a halfway house, which but you've said this, people just don't think it's enough. But it is enough if you do it consistently, Hmm. and that's the kind of I think the mistake a lot of people make is thinking, well, it won't be enough if I just up my step count and stop snacking. That Hmm. just won't be enough. It will make a huge difference. And and you know what? For a lot of people, it could be the missing link. It really could. Like, and but sometimes you need to put numbers in front of people and say, look. If you go from doing hardly any walking at all to, I don't know, let's say hitting that kind of, seems to be that like worldwide daily step count target of 10,000 steps. Everyone seems to suggest that's a good number. It's a good number. But for some people, that's too much. Yeah. You know, you might say, even if you're doing saying 5,000, you know, so you're increasing your step count by 5,000, you're burning maybe like, I don't know, 150 calories extra a day. You cut out your snacks that's another 300 odd calories a day. Yeah, yeah. Boom, straight away, you've created a 500 calorie reduction. Without having to do too Without much. having yeah, to yeah. do that much. And, yeah. and and I think sometimes when you put that in front of someone and go, look, just by doing that that you think isn't enough could potentially be what's going to put you in a 500 calorie deficit and allow you to use a, lose a pound a week or whatever it might be. Yeah. But then, of course, most people's reaction is, yeah, but I want to lose two pounds a week. <laughs> One, one's not enough. But it's like rather than lose half the amount of weight and take twice as long, people are like, well, if I lose twice the amount of weight, it will take half as long. But it is a lot harder than people think. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. if all, like I say, everything feels easier when your motivation's high. Of course it does. And it will be high now. And it will be high now because yeah. everyone's on that buzz of new year, new me, and they've just, you know, been raiding the cupboards because it's like, you know, I've got to eat all the food before I start on Monday. Yeah, yeah. Also, though, to be fair, someone uh, wrote in the papers about this at the weekend saying are you doing dry January? And it was kind of a, a bit of a, a discussion about it. And they were saying no, because January is going to be so grim mm. because of lockdown and all the stats and the news and everything like that. It's going to be so hard. Like I'm going to have, I'm going to need the comfort of a glass or two. Um, again, but it's, it's all about the amount, isn't it? Essentially yeah. a glass or two may not be necessarily the, the thing that you need to give up. But then they were also saying also the pubs are going to need us you know, in about four to six weeks time. We're doing it for the economy. Yeah, basically. So they were kind of like, let's do the other argument is do dry January now so that ready for the economy, you know, we'll be ready to step up essentially. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Doing our bit. (laughs) But again, I just think that's where, you know, it just all goes wrong. And this this could be a great time to say, well, maybe don't do dry January, maybe try and do moderation January. Do you know what I mean? And and then keep that going through when the pubs all open up and you've got to socialise again. Hopefully you're able to do that on a couple of glasses rather than... I'm an angel from Monday to Friday and then it, I'm just going to hit it so hard, you know, yeah. and it, like maybe you could kind of change that balance a little bit, but and that could be the goal rather than... You know, like, I mean, we've been talking about this for quite some years now anyway, with the kind of New Year's resolution thing. Let's focus less on restriction. Let's focus much less on extremes and in a way focus more so on putting things in you know, that are going to work for us, yeah, i.e., yeah, yeah. I, you know... I don't take... Yeah, what things could we do to get more sleep or to get better quality sleep? You know, what things could we do to deal with some of the stresses that lead us to overeat or reach for the booze? And I think for a lot of people, financial situation is a big one. And an example that I like to give is, you know, which kind of links debt, if you will, and weight loss is... You know, naturally, the more debt you're in, 
the the longer it's going to take to pay it off, right? But you need a little bit of a plan in place, don't you? So you can pay off this, pay off that, so that then eventually over time, this bigger debt gets smaller and smaller and eventually the debt's gone entirely. And the same goes with with weight loss. You know, if you've got more weight to lose, naturally, it's going to take longer to achieve. To, to, to achieve. But you kind of need a strategy that is, uh, I suppose, is a reflection of your situation and whether it's how much debt you've got to pay off or how much weight you've got to lose. You need a little bit of an action plan that's going to work for you long term and not going to cause you too much stress, not going to cause you to kind of keep going back to, to, to square one, so to speak. And I just think like, let's say you've got like a big, big chunk of debt or a credit card, whatever you, that you need to pay off. Yeah, you could make bigger payments potentially, but maybe those bigger payments are a little bit too big. And as a result, you end up running into issues again. Issues yeah, again. Yeah. We've because, made that mistake in the past where you've yeah. gone, I'm going to pay this off. And then it's like something else comes and in, another like, ah. unknown bill for the business. <laughs> and, and then, then you anyway. start dipping into your savings yeah, and then you yeah. start getting stressed and it's all, <laughs> living on beans. <laughs> and you just think, you know, it's just a case of like being a little bit more patient with it. And maybe, yeah, fair enough, it might take a little bit longer to pay it off than you would like, but it's still getting paid off long term. And the way time's going at the minute, it will soon be. It was, the time will soon pass and it will, it will soon be paid off. I think it's having confidence in the, in the process of things. That's kind of what we're saying here, isn't it? It's like coming up with a strategy, having confidence in it, but also this degree of self-awareness of, of what have you done in the past that's really not mm. worked. And this could be from, from any of the kind of barriers, challenges that we're talking about. It could even be as we go forward into kind of maybe tighter restrictions again with lockdown. Okay, what did you do in the last lockdown that... It just didn't work for you, you know, and, and we've, we've definitely had that kind of those moments, haven't we? Yeah. we talked about, OK, when was my real like downtime in the day where my energy flagged and I just kept hitting the snacks? That's when I need to go for a, a second walk with Hamish type thing. Or, yeah. you know, when it comes to doing something like, like that I really hate doing and I'll often kind of find distraction. I have ended up going and working in the car. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, and it's really worked for me I take a coffee put it in the cup holder sit there and say you're not allowed out the car until you've done this and it really works and so I just learned like there were certain things I was not doing you know in the, the first, I just know how I work as a person now I've got that look, we're, we're quite lucky in that having worked at home being self-employed my dream is that the libraries open up soon because that's where I just used to love working for hours and yeah. hours and I'd be really, really focused there. But, but what, do you know what's quite cool about that is like, that goes back to that adapt and overcome thing, right? Yeah. Like you knew you needed to get out of the house because you weren't being very productive in the house, but you knew you couldn't go to a coffee shop because they were closed, takeaway only. So you'd almost bring the coffee shop to your car. Yeah, <laughs> You know, you, you had your coffee, you had your laptop. Well, look, and- it's not even just... Um, like tasks I don't like doing, it's creative It's creative tasks. I can't yeah, write creatively at home. I, I just so struggle with it. I I think most people must have a, a really similar thing. Home is where you, for me, it's domestics. It's chill time as well. It's like lots of good things, but I just really struggle to write anything, yeah. anything that's kind of, I don't know, there'll be no books written and essentially until, well, maybe I'll write from the car. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if I get the Tesla. Yeah. yeah That'd be a nice place to work. It would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would be nice. Got to sell a few more hoodies before I can get a Tesla, though. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a second-hand one. Yeah. Really high mileage. <laughs> <laughs> With doors that open. It's like, Normally. Yeah. <laughs> a, normal, a normal opening door. Yeah. As cool as the other ones are. Um, I feel like my, my debt analogy was a, 
Was it all right? Did yeah, it make sense? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, yeah, cool. It's good. That's it's all right good. then. That's all right. I'll try and fine tune it, it a little good. bit. Do you know you could you for could honestly <laughs> yeah, for your book you could honestly apply it to loads of stuff like even your workload revision if you've got exams mm. like if you go every everything like too fast too heavy too quick yeah. you leave nothing in the tank and then the motivation everything's you, yeah. gone and it's you, like, like sometimes I'll work ridiculously for a couple of days and then. I'll just be exhausted and brain dead yeah. and I can't remember words. And I'm like, well, why have you done that? Yeah. If I was a bit more structured with my, you know, kind of working hours and tried to not like exhaust myself, there's a good chance I'd be much further on that to-do list by now. But mm-hmm. I, I did a bit of a kind of sprint and then collapse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. So you could apply it to everything, I think. You could. And I think like for me, I mean, I mean, what's, I mean, because you asked me like what was a a positive for for me in 2020 and by the way like i can't believe i didn't mention that i got engaged hello <laughs> yeah. that should have been the first should thing first thing i wonder if our editing guy can <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put that. just yeah yeah got engaged yeah. add that in <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine we like you a blatant pause that now. <laughs> like that for 2020 got engaged <laughs> And then... <laughs> and then. <laughs> so go on. You don't have to say that now. Well, yeah, I got engaged. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. oh, is that the first thing? That's that, the first thing that comes that to mind. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> my mum uh, actually got me a Christmas card this year that said, Merry Christmas, son, and your girlfriend. Or Merry Christmas to an amazing son and your girlfriend. And I was like... Fiance, thank you very much. But my mum does that thing, very savvy, very savvy. Speaking of finances, she buys the Christmas cards at Christmas. Christmas cards, crackers, Christmas gifts for the next year. She'll buy in the Boxing Day sales, half price. And then you just go in a little bag in a cupboard. Bosh, they come out the next year. So she needs to edit edit it next time. Yeah, so she should really have the. Well, well, no, we said 2022 we'll get married, didn't we? Yeah. Too much 22 to is actually my lucky number. Well, that was part of it. We yeah. thought, you know, lucky number, maybe it's a sign. Plus, I, mean, I just can't be doing with it this year, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I just don't know that I could add all the stress. It's just one of those things as well where... No, no disrespect. No, but I had actually said to you initially, we're not... Like, let's not get married. People might know this already, but we tried to sneak off and get married, didn't we? we did, because yeah. I was like, I can't organise another thing. Like, we just run so many things online and done so much stuff. I was like... All I can think about with a wedding is just more things to do. Yeah. And I was really tired and I went, let's just sneak off and do it. Gosh, we were almost, almost there, weren't we? We were. Got booked, the rings. Booked rings, everything. The, the, the registry office was booked, photographer yeah. booked. And then the whole... Honeymoon was booked. The whole world turned against us, didn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but it was yeah, like... Yeah, that was a bit of an exaggeration, yeah. One event after another, all of which just led us to the conclusion this is not meant to happen. The most random one has to be that you were getting buff in the gym, doing your... Why don't we do squats or back so, squats? Doing squats, yeah. And you cut... <laughs> do you remember this? Yeah. You cut the back... You know where the bar rests? I'm trying to say, you know, you know, because you did yeah. it. <laughs> but where the barbell rests on your back, you cut or you graze like your back. Because well, it was one of those uh, Olympic bars that had the kind of... Uh, the Had a grippy bit in the middle of the bar as well, which was resting on my neck yeah. my traps and obviously I was going so heavy yeah that, that it cut into my skin <laughs> <laughs> so it did it kind of 
kind of like just it just cut my my neck a little bit nothing major just a little bit people are like where's this going but basically it got infected didn't it yeah. you got the next day and you had the most bizarre red like rash that had just gone all the way down your back and went to the doctors and she was like I've never seen anything like it she wanted it. a photo she, she was like can I get a picture of this and I was like hang on where's this going have you ever got like this kind of like doctor's Facebook page where you like make fun of your patients no. in there <laughs> and she gave me really strong antibiotics and said no drinking did she say like stay off the sugar because you might get like no like I, can't, a, I don't know about is it like get oral thrush with the antibiotics anyway no, yeah, so she's like, stay off the sugar don't drink any alcohol and be careful not to touch anybody because it might be infectious I must be, like, be getting married and going on a honeymoon <laughs> in about two Apparently. days wasn't it that'd be fun <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah but but there was a lot of other stuff going on as well. It wasn't just my rash that uh, <laughs> brought it all down. But we won't bore you with the details. We won't bore you with the details. Um, but yeah, 2022, that's what we said, didn't we? Yeah. Get, well, actually, tell a lie. Like, we did look into getting married in 2021, but of course, a lot of people who had to postpone their weddings from 2020 have moved to 2021. So I think 2021 for weddings is going to be bananas yeah, yeah. so 2022 much more sensible like we've yeah, just been saying give, yourself, See, more give time. yourself time i mean no, i mean i know anything <laughs> i can do one thing a week like yeah. <laughs> but at least we're all both on the same page you know, <laughs> we? 2022 you're lucky year yeah so we're thinking february 22nd 22 all oh, the twos we, we i don't know no. it's just no it's just joking that, right. yeah. <laughs> it's all planned i've done it no, no. I mean, way too that, cold no way you know that uh, what's it? What's that TV show? Don't tell the bride. Yeah, Imagine yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Got it all planned. It's all done. Just turn up. You'd be amazing at that. Actually. Do you reckon? Yeah, you would. You would. But just not in the winter. No, no way. I hear you. I hear you. This is abroad. <laughs> Barbados. I know. So very quickly, Keris, talk to me. You know, like, um, do you do you share my same kind of like thing? Yeah, I'll be with, really. You give me about three, two no, minutes. No, no, no. We, we can extend. We can two, extend. No, no, it's, two, fine. no, it's the no, first. No, it's the first podcast I don't ha- of. I don't have a lot to say. Twenty twenty one. Other than, I think. I kind of went into lockdown in about 2019, didn't I? Yeah. Or started prepping for a lockdown, should I say, by just having so many health issues that meant I had to like scale back a lot of my life. So and ended up spending a lot of time at home, a lot of time prioritizing my health, um, you know, and I'm not saying that that's what everyone's been able to do in lockdown, but that's I didn't socialize. I spent a lot of time worrying because I didn't really know what was going on. That's definitely been a theme of lockdown, hasn't it? Just this constant worry and anxiety for us all. Especially Christmas, I think, created a lot of conflict in a way and and disappointment and, you know, you couldn't see family or if you were, were you risking certain things? I spoke to a lot of friends about kind of arguments they were having with, you know, siblings and things like that. Who's going to visit and look after vulnerable and elderly? And it was a really difficult time. So, but what I was going to say is in the year before, just, just kind of, not being very well and going for all these tests and scans and things and not knowing you kind of in this constant state of anxiety. And I think I realized more than ever, just how much that affects your health, like on every single level to the point where I think my anxiety was causing or adding to just uh, causing me a lot more symptoms and was really preventing me from actually kind of making any progress, uh, you know, and, and healing myself essentially. So I did start to do things like, you know, a lot more kind of deep breathing and a lot more um I wouldn't say I like meditate I do this really weird thing where I when I'm really stressed about something I'll just sit and think of like a really nice memory instead yeah I go and I'll I'll just like I don't know and it just just it just helps completely transform my nervous system I do it at night when my brain's going and I'm like oh god this is bad this is bad 
I spoke to a couple of friends recently, actually, who were was at university with, and we were all talking about how have we developed like fear mode. But they've had some things happen to them as well, yeah. like you know, in their adult life, that mean that the three of us are now kind of anticipating the next big thing that's coming that's going to really derail us. You know, we're actually kind of talking about losing a parent, for example, which you know is inevitable that it's going to happen. But why are we wasting time thinking about it? You know, like now and worrying about it. Because it's going to happen. I don't know. It's weird. It's like a protective thing, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that has been a lot of what people have, have had in, in the last, in 2020, is this constant like, well, if I think my fears, I'm almost kind of slightly ready for them, but they never happen how you think they're going to, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to lose a parent. I know, I'll, in fact, I might go first, so I may never lose yeah. a parent, actually. But you can spend a lot of time, your head just goes to that really you know, kind of really dark place. And it's, I think... Yeah, it's like, it's a classic, you know, one of those things that you, you almost try to prepare yourself for, but the reality is you, you don't honestly know how you're going to be. You don't know how you're going to react until it actually happens And you to don't you. know how it's going to happen. No, no. And there are a lot of things where you can say, will it even happen? Yeah. You know, so some things we're worrying about, will it even happen? Yeah. You know, some, yes, some no. I developed a lot of strategies, like talking back to myself, talking to my brain, even just going like, come on, shut it. Um, I found a lot of ways to kind of find comfort. And a lot of that was just staying at home. And it was it was silly things like, you know, kind of watching some of my favorite film, not silly things, but, you know, kind of obvious things, sorry, but watching my favorite films. I say silly because some of them are like, I don't even want to admit what they are. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes you come in and go, what are you what watching? Is this? This is terrible. Um, but, you know, just playlists um i even just sit on youtube and kind of watching old old programs that you can't get anymore yeah it's so random we were watching the big breakfast the other day weren't we yeah it was, yeah. It was the highlights like of outtakes the, it? outtakes of the big breakfast which had come on my newsfeed because i was listening to a a 1996 dance album or something running and the next video was outtakes of the big breakfast which i used to love yeah and we sat and watched it and we were absolutely peeing ourselves weren't we yeah. we said like you don't get tv like this anymore like it just wouldn't be allowed for a start some of the, some yeah, of the stuff yeah. they got up to um, but again, it's just, it was just nice sitting together and kind of reliving memories has been quite powerful for me in that, in that sense. When, when you're kind of not enjoying the now and the future just feels really unknown, I think you can find so much comfort just going back. And then you yeah. get this amazing sense of gratitude from that process. That's what I've felt. And I think I'd lost the ability to do that. I was so busy before I fell ill. I was so kind of chasing the next thing, stretching myself all the time that I was never stopping in my tracks and going, yeah, but look what you've had so far in your life. Look mm. at all these cool things, these incredible people. And not all of them are here. So I haven't even had a chance to, I think, you know, I suppose in some ways be grateful for the short time that I had them. Yeah. And, and then almost grieve slightly that they're no longer here. But I'd even race through that process, you know, like yeah. because of how busy we've been running businesses and stuff. And <clears throat> I think that I just carried that over into lockdown quite well. And I became, again, the lifeline for me when, when I wasn't very well was just certain people reached out and were just amazing for me. Yeah. And and that same thing carried on with lockdown, just reconnecting with, you know, old friends, university friends, calling up school friends. And we didn't all have time. I think I've called one of my best mates twice in the last year, but it's been amazing on both times, you know, yeah. rabbited on for like a good hour. But you forget those simple things in life that could yeah. just transform you from head to toe and... And your whole perspective on it. But it also what I felt amazing is 
like I just said, just speaking with some friends the other day and all three of us saying like, God, I can't get fear out of our head. Like, what's that all about? But laughing mm. about it. And then suddenly now when I wake up and it's happening, I'm like, yeah, but I'm not the only one going through this. Yeah. That again offers me a lot of comfort knowing that I think there's so many people in a really similar position. And I think a very cool thing for me was when I wasn't very well is there's a lot of FOMO in terms of I just I couldn't go out I couldn't stay up late I couldn't drink alcohol I couldn't do a lot of the th- there was no point going to parties and 40th birthdays and things like that there was just I would I wouldn't be very well and, yeah. and I just want to go home essentially so I think when lockdown came I was a bit relieved I was like well at least everyone's at home now as well yeah. <laughs> um, but I eventually again found this new appreciation when I did feel better for the simple things of like sitting in a pub or a restaurant or a coffee shop with friends and having a really good laugh again, something that I'd taken for granted for so long became something that is very cool and and, and well, lovely to do. And again, I think yeah. I think for me, it, it, it gave me so much more perspective. And I think what was a great, just to finish at the end of 2020, I handed in my lecture, uh, sorry, handed in my notice lecturing because I was basically thinking, I don't want to be just working so hard all the time you know I I, I need to start thinking about taking some time to do some passion projects like you have some more creative stuff I don't want to be spending hours and hours on trains and I know not everyone has that choice but just to kind of give some again background information it won't be easy for me to do that you actually gave me a target didn't you yeah. like you went well if you're not going to lecture this is what you've got to do and <laughs> and like and but I liked it and I was like yeah you're right and I, I I know I'm capable of that and I've kind of stepped up and I've kind of adjusted my work as it were but and that, a lot of that kind of came from suddenly going I can do you know like having a bit more confidence and self-belief which came from this very reflective year that I've had yeah it's like, no actually I can do this and I don't have to bust myself you know like beast myself work-wise to to earn a living I could actually start to be much more structured and productive and and you know with it so I think it's been a brilliant year for me and I realized some things that I definitely want to do going forward some things that I don't want to do some things that are priority and again just that massive appreciation for the, the small things and like you what really makes a big difference to me is being able to help people and what I've realised for the next year is I want to refocus my workload so that that's mainly what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, so it might be writing books, it might be running online plans and it might be whatever, but it's it's kind of, I suppose just defined it for me, having that time to think about it, like what do you actually want to do? And I suppose for a while I was a bit like, I don't know, a bit lost and trying to do way too many things, yeah. just trying to get some status and in different ways, I think. So in a nutshell <laughs> was that waffly no no but like what 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 are going to be some real focuses for you this year because we mentioned earlier about you know new year's resolutions and stuff and this is probably the first time in a long time that i mean i always have training goals because it's part of who i am you know what i mean but i don't have that many training goals this year my goals are very much more based on from a more I don't know, from more of a lifestyle perspective, more of a business perspective and and more of a, I don't know, kind of like looking out for myself a little bit better. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. You know, so where, where's your head at going forward now? As in like, what are, what are some, you've, you've kind of mentioned broadly. Do you know what? We, is there anything in particular? Yeah. I suppose a big difference for me, and you will have noticed this because I've done it a lot, is 
we accidentally, we became entrepreneurs accidentally. We, yeah. we wrote a book to help some people. And the next thing you know, it's been published and then it's online. And it just, it, it really snowballed from there. And the book was the only thing I think I ever set out to do, which was going to be a leaflet, if you remember originally. Nutrition know, leaflet. Yeah. A booklet, you mean. A booklet to help, you know, our clients. And it kind of, it just changed into something really different. And along with that came some massive highs and some massive lows. Yeah. And I wasn't equipped to deal with the lows and the letdowns and, and the things. We've had a difficult time with publishers. We've had difficult time going online. We've had like not to kind of go into loads of details, but some some really tough times that I think started to, again, define me. And so a bit like you with Strong Humans Club, I was becoming a bit like, well, this is how I'm a failure and I'm never good. And that's why I thought the answer was to work harder and to find other ways, maybe just work in several different roles. So I did corporate work, I did some teaching, as well as running a business, almost to protect myself from the the risks, I suppose, of, of running a business. And also, again, slightly anticipating that it would fail and not be as successful, you know, as it should be comparing to other people all the time. That was kind of really, really difficult to do. And also just the two of us being in that business was hard. We would, especially initially, we'd fight a lot. It was quite quite a lot of conflict, wasn't there, finding yeah. our separate roles. And then I think also there was a high risk with two of us being in the business. So I wanted to work externally. But what I ended up doing was kind of just jack of all and, and I suppose just never really feeling I, I was good at anything because I was just spreading myself so thinly yeah. and so scaling back over the last year and I took a lot of time to go what's my gut saying well I like doing that I don't like doing that I like doing that you know I listened yeah. to my gut the whole way through and I found this this kind of these areas now where I really do want to do more work and I've started to do them and I suppose the plan that we've just launched um, the Kickstarter plan was actually for the first time me to turn around to you and the rest of the team and I said do you know what I really want to do just like a three-week you know kind of get your stuff together plan for everybody because it's it's too hard to think about anything longer and this is what I want it to do and I want it to be a mix of you know fit food recipes but also a little bit on kind of calories and energy balance because that's kind of tough to manage when you're doing a whole foods diet and and that's it and I went off and wrote it and all the way through I've congratulated myself and I gave myself a target of you know, timings and how many people I'd love to get on board with it and actually smashed it, like, which was amazing to do. And I couldn't have done it without you and and Lynn and and our designer, Catherine, all amazing. I dragged you all into it, but all the way through, all the way through, I've been like, you know, well done, well done. And I didn't, I had a different head on my shoulders. Like if you saw me, you saw me in the kitchen, I was on fire. I was like, I want to do this. I want to, how can I create these recipes that are going to be nutritious, but tasty, but, you know, not cause, you know, you know, people to kind of, gain a load of weight you know there's like lots of different things in my head I wanted to make healthy eating something that's sustainable and and fun and it just it was a different energy and I I, I almost look back with regret why haven't I had that for the last nine years and because I've been passionate about a lot of what I've done but I've also been ready for the for the letdown yeah yeah And and like you say like it was you know this was the first I mean we've done many online plans in the past haven't we and they've always been my idea yeah. You know, like we this we should do this, we should do that. And 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 I suppose like there's there's a bigger message here, isn't there? Because you've only really spoken kind of after the fact that you've said that maybe you didn't really want to do that. And you've said, but then but I didn't say anything at the time because I knew you wanted to do it and 
there was a part of me that kind of was like yeah I think also you have a lot of we've had a lot of mentoring as businesses who come and look at your business and say this is the best thing for it and as long as I've been able to deliver it on our terms and principles which we always have I've got I've been guided by that advice but then I've looked back and gone didn't make my heart sing do you know what no. I mean like it, no. it, 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 but it was always written with care and love and passion yeah. you know everything we've ever written of course 100% like, like but there's been somewhere we've almost told that that should be the next thing that we do yeah 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 and it's I suppose similar to you know when I was talking about launch one compared to launch two of the strong humans club we had the same situation with the books didn't we like when we did our first book like you said it was kind of an accident which we've spoken about before and it was very exciting because of all of a sudden it it took this different form and that wasn't what we intended and it was all very exciting because it got off to a really good start and we sold a lot of copies and yeah we were self-published so you know there was a big big expense on our behalf but touch wood you know it worked but then when it came to the second book all of a sudden there was a different pressure wasn't there because it was like oh well ideally we want to sell as many if not more yeah as we did the first time round we want to make sure that people who bought the first book buy this book so there's yeah. got to be something in there for them type thing and, and all of a sudden like there was just there was this greater pressure and it it changed how you looked at the project yeah you see what I mean yeah, and, yeah. and I think like it's interesting because a lot of people are like, when, when's book three coming? But it's got to be something that stops me in my tracks and goes, yeah. that's it. Yeah. And I know, I know I'll know it if it's meant to be. I'll yeah. know it. Oh, of course. But at the moment, I don't. But to be fair, we've got a million and one ideas. <laughs> yeah. but it's bringing them together and kind of like and deciding yeah, and on I that. Say, and we disagree a lot, yeah. don't we, on our ideas? Well, the thing is, because we said we don't just want to do... Because obviously our approach has always been half nutrition, practical advice, half recipes to kind of get people going and a few people are like oh well, i need to do a recipe book and we're like, no, we don't just want to do a recipe book because you know yeah we do some cool recipes but then there's loads of cool recipes yeah, out there yeah. you know what i mean that you could find a, with a quick google search and yeah. you'll find a ton of uh, a ton of recipes that you could get cracking with so we're a bit like you know what could we say that we haven't already said and what's different yeah and don't get me wrong like, we have evolved a hell of a lot since our first book and we often get some people that when we give advice now, they're like, oh, but you said in your first book. And I'm like, yeah, but that book's pretty much ancient now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we've, nutritional we, we have evolved and, and we haven't moved too far away from it no, as no. such, but um, we've certainly evolved in that respect. But I like this. I like the idea of this this new Keris <laughs> going, going forward. And just to like flip that back to everyone that's listening, you know, just, just I suppose, take that moment to think about whether you're just rushing racing through life like I mm. definitely was just like I said just ch chasing all the time just and again I listen to it I think sometimes podcasts just come on my um you know when it just goes on to a next podcast yeah. and there was one um, a sign. yeah there was one that was a Brené Brown one I can't remember the guy and I only listened to it very briefly but it was about stretching yourself and chasing and, and I think the book is called Stretch the, that the author was talking about and it was about you know, are you doing enough kind of stretching yourself? But by stretching, it was more about not, you know, trying to do a million things at once, like yeah. <laughs> clean the kitchen as well as listen to a podcast or whatever. It was about, are you, I suppose, progressing and, and developing yourself professionally and excited and scared about some things that mm. you're doing? So you doing your Strong Humans Club is you stretching, you know? Yeah, it, it just really spoke to me. And I thought, gosh, uh, I didn't see that. I haven't seen that process in my professional life, really. I've chased a lot. Like, yeah. 
Um, and I've learned, don't get me wrong, I've done a lot of learning. I, I enjoy doing that. That's kind of like my hobby. Of course. But there's just def- definitely different roles that I could have stepped into. And I think more than anything, taking ownership, which is what I think we all need to be doing right now with our with our health, with our life, with our finances. It's a really hard thing to do in those different aspects, but take ownership and don't regret what you've done in the past. But if you can see the outcome of it has been negative, like for goodness sake, don't keep repeating it. You know, yeah. you've got to yeah. you've got to now go, okay, how can I make the future look different? Yeah. And how can I be, you know, those memories that I'm looking back on, uh, this is a very sad thing that we've definitely said, we've got some lovely memories together, but we've also got a huge majority of our time was stressful, wasn't it? Yeah. And so it's quite hard for me, you know, when I go off and I want to reminisce and stuff, I have to be careful about that selection of memories because I'm yeah. like, oh, that was when we were doing this and that was awful and that was so stressful. And, you know, like I don't want the next, let's say I'm going to give myself what, how old am I now? Another 40 years. If I'm lucky, I don't want. To, oh, I'd feel a bit longer. Forty-five. Well, to live. Yeah. You don't reach hundred. No. Why not? No, thank you. Well, if you're healthy, though. Well, maybe I'll be. I'll be doing the the next lockdown. It'll be me lapping with me little tro- trolley, <laughs> wouldn't it? I'll do it. I'll uh, definitely be up for that. The uh, Captain Tom. Captain Tom. Yeah. That's it, yeah. But um, yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say. But I, I don't want. You know, the next, I want the next 40 years to be about, like we always say, creating memories, but I genuinely want to also feel very happy about my day to day and very excited about the things that I do. And if I'm not, I need to take ownership of that. Exactly. And I think, like, for me, we, I mean, we had this deep and meaningful the other day, didn't we? Because I said to you, like, if I found out I was going to die tomorrow, I'd be pissed. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think a lot of people <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> Do you mean also literally? You might as well go and get the whiskey out. No, what I remember like, was get, is, get pissed beyond I, belief. I, I, I'd be pissed with how I've spent the last yeah. like five, six, seven years yeah. of my life. You know what I mean? Because I haven't truly lived life on my terms, and and I know that you can only live your life on your terms within reason. Do you know what I mean? Like, but at the same time, I do think that a lot of people, and we've done this, kind of go through life. And fear holds us back so much of the time and or we live our life in a way because we almost feel an obligation to live it that way because that's what society has decided. And but you know that you're a good person. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think you know that whether you're happy or not in your current circumstance. And I just want to urge people to understand that it is OK to want to be happy. It is okay to want to change things. It's not a bad thing. It's not you being ungrateful. It's not you being selfish. And I think there's a lot of that going around. You know what I mean? Like when people want change, it's oh, we should be really, you really should be grateful for what you've got. It's like, well, just because I want change doesn't mean I'm, I'm not grateful for what I have. No. I'm, inc- I'm incredibly grateful for what I have. You know, I'm, I've got an absolutely stunning fiance, an amazing dog. We've got a house. We've got a car. You know, we've got, um, you know, everything we need as such. To, to, to be happy but that doesn't mean that I don't want more and you know what I mean like and when I say more I don't mean material things no, no. you know what I mean they're, they're nice to have so you know it's, it's like a, the best way I can describe it I think I've, I've been in this phase twice in my life it's like a mental no man's land where you just you almost you don't know where you're going and you don't know why you're there yeah like it's and I, I think it happened to me 
in my late 20s where everything was wrong, the relationship, the job, the house. And I was just wandering around there for years and not really too scared to change it. Yeah. And 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 blaming myself for, for it all and then finding distraction in exercise. That were my three kind of things that I would do. So wake up unhappy, distract myself and then blame myself. Yeah. And and escape in any way that I could, which was, you know, sometimes just food, sometimes exercise, sometimes just drink too much on at the weekend. Yeah. And then question if I had depression, do you know what I mean? It's like, no. And I think definitely there's been phases in the last, you know, kind of 10 years of running a business and this was more business driven. So I knew everything kind of personal life was really good. Maybe the phrase living with your mum was, was was just hard. But even then, like we found a lot of appreciation in yeah. the small things, living in a tiny bedroom, <laughs> didn't we? We put fairy lights around the bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally but, made it as nice as we could. But that, how cool is that though? Like, yeah, we no, we do good. look back sometimes and, and we think like, and, and I'm sure all of you guys could do the same as well. Like you can look back at some times in your life where you fully embrace the adapt and overcome mantra like you do you did what was required at the time to get through a sticky situation and you'll do it again yeah you know what I mean and, and I think like we're always very quick to give ourselves a hard time we're reluctant to give ourselves credit when we actually do good yeah. or we do show a real kind of like strength of character and that's why that's why i said to you one of the key changes has been i've congratulated myself so yeah. much and i've said it to you i've gone so chuffed for myself so yeah. proud of myself and, and, and that's amazing and i also tried to balance it better so when i've worked hard over christmas <laughs> i've then gone and now i'm just gonna go and grab a coffee and wander around the woods with hamish you know what yeah. i mean i've really tried to balance it because i don't want to yeah. end up you know kind of compromising my health in this process i learned that lesson but i think just kind of like one final thing about if you kind of end up you you can be in this no man's land and just not even know that you're there it's just yeah. the most bizarre just thing the I, I think for for some of the time that we've run that business I've just been like that and then when you step out what's amazing is it, it it does maybe take an event or a trigger for you to do it but the clarity that you then have you almost then don't let it slip back to what it was so yeah. even though sometimes my brain's trying to do, just like you were saying, your brain's trying to make you think, oh, you know where this is going to go. You know where this this has happened before. Yeah. I won't let it because I decided it was my, I'm owning this one. I decided it's my terms. It was my choice. And therefore I'm going to be the decision maker when, when the brain wants to, you know, kind of talk at me. Yeah, yeah. So I, I genuinely, and, and, and there've been little, little moments where like, you know, kind of, that old kind of narrative starts and I've just been like, no, I'm not, not doing this. Well, we do, we said actually we'd like to do a podcast on this, didn't we? And kind of like being more confident and owning situations, your situations a lot better. Um, and maybe we will, maybe we will. And again, it's not like that we're experts on this as such, but you know, like we're, we're on a journey to being more confident ourselves. And, and by that, you know, I'm not talking necessarily about, you know, confidence in how you look or, or confidence in your weight or whatever, you know, more about just confidence on a day-to-day -day basis to make better decisions, confidence. Do you know what takes confidence? I really, I'm doing this more as well, actually. Apologising. Apologising. Admitting that you were wrong and apologising. Yeah. Doesn't that take confidence? Oh, yeah, of course it does, yeah. What's the word I'm thinking of, though? Uh, admit that you were wrong. Admit that you were wrong. Yeah, I suppose like a... a, 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 a whatever. Yeah, that's got to be a word. Someone write in, <laughs> help me out. Because um, I'm always, you know, I'm, I, I've am i not got much ego in that respect. You know, if I'm wrong, I, 
I'll apologise. Yeah, you do, you do. Yeah, I'm quite quick to apologise. But I think in lockdown, it's so important that you apologise fast. You know, like we've had little fallouts and I've gone... Mm. But then equally, we, wrong, we, we're sorry. very good at... Um, like we can understand a situation quite well, can't we? Yeah. Like, you know, if one of us has been a just a bit of a... Just, you know, a bit snappy or, or whatever, like we don't take it personal, you know, and then we're very quick to just resume normal conversation and we don't even speak about it. No apologies needed because it's almost like we understood. I've just got to tell everyone just one little story about what happened the other night because I bet this is happening in lots of households, which was where, because I'm a bugger for this, I insisted on walking the dog, cooking dinner, cleaning up after dinner to leave you to clear your emails. Do you remember this? I insisted on it. I did it. And then I was working and you said, we're supposed to be signing off now. It's getting late. Like we said, we'd watch some telly and relax. Yeah. And I snapped at you and went, well, it's all right for you. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> but I decided to do that. And then I went to bed and I think that is the next one. I got up and I apologised and said, I should have asked you to help me with dinner in the pots. We could have done it earlier. Then we could have had half an hour clearing our work. Then we could have relaxed together. But mm. I decided to take on everything yeah. and then snap at you it's like I'm did, yeah. testing you almost, do you know what I mean and it shouldn't be like that but you to be just... fair my, the work I needed to do was more time sensitive than yours no 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 no. but I know but what I'm saying is or I should have I should have just said that or I just said to you I'll probably have to work late so yeah. or do you know what I just said let's eat a bowl of porridge <laughs> like happy days <laughs> because more than happy for another thing that i just want to say to people is is that element of perfectionism that that's there for a lot of people and it's still there in lockdown because we're looking around at what everyone else yeah. is doing and thinking i still think i need to put on you know like a three four servings of veg for you at night and and, and some days we could just have an omelet we could just eat porridge we could just eat cottage yeah. cheese and a microwave baked potato and stuff Ooh. but i still go in there and start roasting trays of vegetables up that take me over an hour and then work late so it was just a kind of Right, okay, need to learn from that but and equally, apologise. Yeah, but equally, I wasn't expecting an apology. I understood. Yeah. <laughs> I'd forgotten all about it. Yeah. And you were like, oh, I don't, you know, I'm sorry. And I was like, what for? But just, and you had to uh, remind me. I was like, oh, right, that, yeah. I see that. Oh, yeah, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I see that play out a lot where I think the burden of sometimes the domestics can fall on one person, but equally that person then never voices their... Mm. I need help with this. Like, yeah, come it's, on. It's a know, communication thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's a communication thing. Or um, you rein back the domestics. And let the house be a bit messy. Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't like mess. Messes with my, my feng shui. Oh, I'll leave um, it messy, then you can tidy it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, but just to, to, to wrap up, guys, I think, like, you know, use this year to, you know, we've had a 2020, you know, what you know, what's there to be said for 2020? But this is a new year now, and, yeah, we're not in an ideal situation. But the reality is I don't think an ideal situation exists maybe there are slightly better situations but you know life's going to throw some real spanners in the works on many more occasions in in many different shapes and forms and i think like you've just got to really focus on adopting an adapt and overcome mentality you know what what are the can do's what can you change what is within your control focus on those the things that aren't give them very little focus because there's, there's not a whole damn lot you can do about them. But I also think, you know, this year, think a little bit bigger than you ordinarily would. You know, don't have your typical goals that evolve around weight loss and exercise because, you know, in an ideal world, you should be trying to make those a little bit more part of your lifestyle 
anyway from a longevity and, and health perspective. But think a little bit more about you on a personal level. You know, what would you like to achieve? What would make you happy? What are things that you are unhappy with that need changing? And what steps could you put in place to make that happen? And and I think like we need to stop feeling guilty about having goals that are just about ourselves because it's not ever really just about ourselves. I think if you are a happier person and you've made changes there, that's going to be beneficial to everyone else as well, right? Yeah, like yeah. if you're happier in yourself and your day-to-day and what you do, it's only going to have that positive knock-on effect to other people. And it's quite funny how we were talking earlier about the Strong Humans Club and how I was like getting really kind of worked up and I put this pressure on myself and then I was then being a little bit more kind of um, realistic and I took the pressure off and that was great. And then last night I said to you, I was like, do you think it's mad that like I think I'd quite like to retire at 40? <laughs> <laughs> And um, because I'm a bit like, you know, I'm 35 now and I'm like, you know, five years, that's a decent chunk of time. You know, it, it could happen. And when I say retire, I don't mean literally kick back and do absolutely naff all. But I suppose like I've almost liked the idea of just taking a big chunk of pressure on myself and putting myself in a position that in five five years, time, I suppose I semi-retire yeah. is probably a better is a better word. Well, I love the idea if you of get there. You did, yeah. I didn't say you could retire as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's me, it's my goal. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But no, but but funny, you know, jokes aside, a big part of my stress, we'll probably talk about this on another podcast because I'm, I'm dragging this out now, but a big part of my stress and the pressure that I put on myself is wanting to be a good life partner for Keris. And I put this pressure on myself to earn a certain amount of money, take take pressure off of her to make sure that Keris isn't stressed and worked up and that she's happy and she's healthy. And like Keris always points out, you know, this is a, we're a team, you know, it's not just about you looking after me. Like I need, I want to look after you as well and make sure that you're happy and not stressed and blah, blah, blah. But I think I've always kind of said, it was all right for you. <laughs> you're not a man you yeah, don't understand yeah. <laughs> it's a man thing you know you put this pressure on yourself it works against you actually the reason I'm saying all this is kind of I've almost I'm trying to flip my mindset this year and I'm like whereas last year I would have gone up Matt retire at 40 don't be stupid like that's a ridiculous idea and also I suppose there's a part of me that would say that's lazy it's why, why would you want to stop working at 40 when most yeah. people work into their, you know, 60s, 70s now, some people? No, it's not lazy with you. It's because you'll go and use your energy for something else. Of course you'll probably adopt 20 oh, kids or something. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I'll find something Too to do. Too small after deadlifts. But it's almost like I'm on a mission now. I'm on five, yeah, five I years. I mean, I always said I'd be a millionaire by the time I was 30. That didn't happen. <laughs> bit too late. Bit so, late that one. so now the next massive goal is to retire by 40. I've got five years. But I by, think it's because I made you watch The Secret, the film. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. It inspired you. Do you know what? Putting out I there. never bought the whole secret thing when people were harping on about the book when it came out. And watching the film cemented... <laughs> <laughs> All my thoughts. I'm all for positive thinking. Ask the universe. Yeah. Please. <laughs> please let me retire at 40. Just putting it out there. Putting it out there. <laughs> I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. Because do you know what? There's some people out there I'm sure it has worked for and it's helped them adopt a, a different mindset. It does. It, I, it so helps I'm me. For it. I'm not I'm a fan of the it. secret. I agree. But I do, I do ask the universe. So on that note, guys, I hope you've enjoyed. Big, big love to you all. Happy New Year once again make this year about you on many levels you know not just about 
diet, exercise, weight loss, whatever it may be, think of the big, bigger picture. Focus on what's going to make a happier you this year. And I can assure you it's not what it says on the scales, let me tell you. Nope. So on that note, I'll say ta-ra. And we'll see you in the, the next episode, 163. Bye-bye. See ya.